All right, Jimmy. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be back here with our our audience. I've been looking around. A lot of podcasts, they like name. They have a nickname for their audience, for their listeners. Pretty popular thing in the podcasting world. Call them like an army or some kind of name. Yeah. You're familiar with this, right? Uh, Tuesdays with Stories. <laughs> um, they they call their fans. Uh, yeah, they have a name for their fans. I'm not going to say it. The Legion of Skanks. They're the, yeah, they're the Legion. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of podcasts do that. Most of them are dirtier than ours. We got to work on that. We got to work on these these AOTPers or, oh, or day Pat, ones. Pat McFans. <laughs> I like day one. <laughs> no. Pat McFans. How about the, the Brimleys? We'll memorialize, <laughs> we'll memorialize Wilford. The Brimleys. The Brimleys. The Horsies. The Hey Horsies. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll think about it. What do they want to be called? Probably by uh, their names. We should be like, see. I'm Steve. <laughs> now we'll come up with something. Maybe the Brimleys. Sounds like a show, though. We will work on that. That we shall. How's the week been for you? Just uh, running around, man. Still doing a little. I did a little media today, um, and I wanted to tell you this. I was. I don't want to sound like this is just. It's going to sound like a humble brag, right? I was reading about humble brags and direct hum- brags. They say you should. You have to own it. You just say what you did. Is that better? It's annoying either way. Like either way, the person hears it, they don't like it, but they end up liking it better if you just say it. People will say that, like, "Oh, we're working out the other day," and uh, it has nothing to do with what they're talking about. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I was reading the encyclopedia the other day, and um, <laughs> I heard about this phenomenon. <laughs> so anyway, I was uh, doing the the Chicago show, six seventy, the score, Danny. Uh-huh. Parkins and uh, McNeil. Oh yeah, great show! And it was the first time I ever done the show. It was cool. But I talked about watching the Last Dance. So like, I'm watching it again, and they made me feel almost dumb about it. Like, <laughs> I was like, felt pathetic. They're like, really, dude? How many times have you watched this? I'm like, am I the only one? This is like my, it's my binky, it's my own blankie. <laughs> I'm clutching onto it to get through this time. How many times have you seen it so far? Dude, I text my buddy. Let me, I'm going to answer that in a second. <laughs> I really don't know. I text my buddy last night as I was watching it. I was like, how many times do you watch this? And he, he's, t- and I know that he had watched it more than once. He told me like eight to 10 times. That's too many. I'm at like probably three, but I jump around. It's like, if it's on, I don't, if I come across it, I'm not really shutting it off. You're still like a terrestrial TV guy, though. You've always been a channel changer. You'd like find something on and you're going to, oh, yeah, episode three for the ninth time. Yeah, I will flip around. There's nothing to to see, though. I mean, Sarah and I are really, we can't even figure it out. We're like not good at TV. We're bad at TV. I need to get better at it. I don't know what to watch. We'll watch. Um, we're not really watching anything together right now. She bailed on the crown. So that's over. Oh man, so I'm really bummed to hear that. You I'm hooked sure me into this. You just abandoned me. <laughs> but I need a show like an escape show that has nothing to do, you know, just a drama, like a great something to binge on. Maybe Are you watching anything? Not anything good. Are you looking for? Uh, you're looking for more drama, right? Yeah, I think so. We watch like the PBS News Hour and then Chicago Tonight, and if we're watching something. And then Sarah mutes commercials. I get all pissed off at that. <laughs> Why? I, I was at, we've been married 10 years. We still cannot agree 
on the muting of commercials. She loves to mute them when they come on. Just every time commercials come on, she just mutes. every time. She'll ask me to mute them if I have the remote. Can you mute the, mute that. I love. I like commercials. Oh, they're part of our national fabric, right? Super Bowl commercials. I mean, all kinds of great commercials. It's it's how I know what to buy. Does she mute the commercials for what reason? Does she want to talk to you the whole time? No. Just no, silence. She doesn't want to talk to me. Just yeah. Just she doesn't like the the noise. You know, because sometimes I'll be they're louder. Or, how would I you know she, where to save money on your car insurance? It's just a exactly. How do you know? You don't know the jingles, the references. You don't understand when McRib season begins and ends. When I say rock a buy a baby, <laughs> you don't know that I'm talking about singing four dealer. Oh my God. Chicago, I'm sure everywhere is like this, but Chicago, first of all, it's also regional around here, right? Like their whole area, but every oh, yeah. car dealership has to have their, their hook. They're local. Oh yeah. Oh my I love gosh. It. Max Madsen just had like this doctor with a super stereotypical Indian accent. <laughs> oh, all those car commercials are annoying. Like that cars for kids jingle. That's a Makes great jingle though. Drive into a wall. It is like <laughs> great in that it. it's, it, it great works. In that it's memorable. It works. It does. It's a tick, right? It's uh five, eight, eight, two, 300. It's empire. How sad were you for empire when they had to add the 800? 800. 800. Uh, in my day. <laughs> right it's like sung at such a low can you like just tone it down as much as you can just shove it in there 800 <laughs> right, now care. get excited okay now get back and now get, we want you to get a lot more into the song after you try to it's an afterthought <laughs> this is our area code but it's kind of an after kind of a i don't know if i've ever um told you this story but are you familiar with uh an old chicago rap song by a group called do or die called uh pope pimpin no this was like from the 90s. The whole chorus is like, do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy? Chop it up with do or die. And it was like Twista's debut. It was huge nationally, but it was like particularly big here, you know, because they're all from Chicago. And uh, a few years ago, I was in Minnesota and I rented a car and I'm just like leaving the car rental place. I find like a hip hop station. They were using this song in a commercial for like a local Cadillac dealership. And I know like a lot more places are doing that. You know what I mean? Like they'll use oh, yeah. real... But then there was like a verse about the dealership. And it was literally one of the members of Do or Die just like fallen on hard times and had made a, like turned his song into a car dealership commercial version. Wow. So like it was he parody. involved with the dealership? Yeah. Like just as a spokesperson, they, they paid for them to be able to use this hit. Like he had, he had written them cool. a verse about yeah. like financing terms and shit. It was crazy. What kind of cars were they selling? Cadillacs. Remember? Cadillacs. <laughs> Otherwise, because nice. the chorus was always like, do you want to ride in the backseat of a caddy, chop it up, do or die? And this was like, do you want to ride in a brand new caddy? Come on out to McGann Forest. Oh, which is insane. I thought it would be great if it was his dealership. And he like moved to Minnesota and was just left the game, but brought his, brought his skills with them. That would be an awesome story. This yes. is not... <laughs> I love how you did the research. And I think I've rented the cars after you. I always turn it on and it's like hip hop. I'm like, oh, is Jim here? <laughs> is Jim working this town last week? You're welcome. I, uh, I hate renting cars. I also, I hate renting cars and I hate that you have to now find a station that works for you in whatever city you're in. You don't have cassettes with you. You're not bringing your big book of CDs, you know? You've got to go yeah. with whatever that car radio allows you. And sometimes in the middle of Iowa, not a lot of Nelly. 
<laughs> you remember that though? Like you'd have like your CDs in a bag, like just in case. And you get into a rental car, you're like, sweet. Throw, <laughs> throw some discs in. Better not leave it in here. <laughs> or you find a disc that someone left in there. Like, oh, Bob. Oh, he's random. I think this car that we bought, I ejected a CD. And there was one in there. It was like a Baptist church, like preacher. Okay. It's awesome. It's turned my life around, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. (laughs) That would be, I, of course, didn't take it as a sign from God. I probably should have. I'm like, what's this bullshit? (laughs) Toss it out the window. Meanwhile, they're like, God, we tried. We tried again. This guy, what do we have to do? Hit him over the... The Bible comes out of the sky, get run over. I feel like I brought you off track here, but I'm uh, I'm still pretty bothered by this muting of the commercials. I don't really understand the value. Sarah likes a calm environment. I can see that. It doesn't um, like blast music ever, and she doesn't like that. You know, which is cool. I've I've realized too that you know sometimes it's good to like quiet, and but we battle over that. Like turn it up, turn it down. Lighting too. Like I like lights. Turn it on. Like and she does. She likes it a little dimmer. I used to live with my aunt and uncle. Who their kids? They would just like they would just blast music from birth, and they're like they're gonna learn to sleep through it. I'm like, are your neighbors too? <laughs> yeah, That's their whole strategy. Don't. Yeah, I don't do that either. Like I don't blast music when the kids are home. I'll put stuff on if we're making dinner or while we're eating. But when I have the house to myself, and I'll turn some music on. Pat just running around the house, the little Harry <laughs> Styles making dinner. Will you will you put uh, will you put headphones in if you're listening to music at home ever? Yeah, like walk around the house. Yeah, so you gotta remember, I'm in a condo. It's a there's a shared space, so I always okay. feel like whenever I'm. I love how you movie, thought I forgot that you live in a condo. No, well, it's a, it's a, <laughs> you gotta remember, hey, <laughs> Pat, Earth to Pat, still in a building. <laughs> <laughs> no but just because it's a shared space i also feel like every time i'm watching a movie and like a sex scene comes on or something i hear like a neighbor's door open you know and maybe that's oh, yeah. my fault for watching porn all the time but i feel <laughs> they think like, that you're watching porn or something like they've never walked out when i'm watching something normal you know what i mean you feel that shame creep in remember when, like uh, american history x and i'm like it's not me it's the movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the right side of this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that that is the worst feeling ever when something uh, inappropriate sexually, something heavy sexual comes on and you're watching it with your family. Like when you're a kid, <laughs> you just find a reason to leave the room or just kind of, dude, I remember having that like later in life. I was just like Sunday dinner, hanging out, seeing my parents when I was living up on the north side, you know? And I was watching Curb. My parents were watching Curb. I'm like, let's watch Curb together. And it was like the episode where it sounds like you watching porn with the volume all <laughs> super high. Remember his dad? Do you remember that uh-huh. episode? That was the episode <laughs> I sat down to watch with mom and dad. Oh, that's after, nice. Uh, after Sunday dinner. And I was like, you guys, I'm not. I'm not watching this. And my mom, my mom, I remember, was just like, I didn't even hear what he was saying. I don't even like wasn't even acknowledged that it was happening. We just, bye, okay. Your father and I never heard of these terms. It's fine. Then that is why 
therapy doesn't work on the Irish. We just, <laughs> we just pretend things don't happen. That's true. I, um, I remember years ago, I was like watching a movie with a girlfriend and her parents for the first time. Um, and uh, I, was, I went to pick the movie with her. And um, I picked a movie I'd seen a hundred times, but I'd seen it a hundred times on TNT. So I was, uh, they like music. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's watch a little uh, Cameron Crowe. Let's watch, uh, what's the, uh, Almost Famous. Oh, yeah. And I had only seen the TNT version. So when they got into like the full on nudity sex scenes, watching it with my girlfriend and her parents who are like super conservative Christian. And I'm like, I can fast forward this. And her mother's like, no, no, we should see the whole movie. I only watch it on TV. I was Mm -hmm. not expecting the full on nudity. You got to remember, I'm just a kid. You got to remember. Listen, by the time we get to this scene, your daughter and I have stopped watching the movie, if you know what I'm saying. I think I only saw that movie once. That's a good movie. Not great with your girlfriend's parents. That movie kind of reminds me, there's a couple, uh, like a vibe of that movie that reminds me of uh, Detroit Rock City. Ever see that one? I have not. Isn't that more of like an actual musical, though? No, that's like uh, like a road trip, like last minute, hell of a night to go see Kiss or something. Were you a Kiss Uh, fan? Were you part of the Kiss Army? That's what they call their podcast fans. (laughs) No, I wasn't. But I told you that I went to see them, right? Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I just happened to find that. I didn't like get the tickets or anything. I mean, the show was insanity. A lot of pyro. A lot of pyro. We saw them at Alpine. So much pyro. It was like, it was like going to a, like a WWE event. It's like <laughs> these guys in these costumes and pyro after the entrance. I'm like, where's the ring? Yeah. And uh, Gene goes to the tongue a lot. It's a really lot does. of, uh, it's like, we get it, dude. I get it. We got it. Got it. It's like Ralphie after we play fetch. It's hanging out there like just dripping. He doesn't froth up as much as Ralphie, but he's got some kind of lubricant. It's like a a hose back there, I think, right? He's got something hooked up. That really what's going on? Oh, there's no way that he could keep the uh it's it's almost like cartoonish the way the stuff comes out of his tongue. I had no idea he had stuff that came out of his tongue. What are you talking like just I think he's got like a um like a dentist toes in there or something. He's squirting. I don't know how they get it in there. I haven't figured it all out. Got like one of those but... like lapel flowers that, <laughs> that clowns use in the back of his mouth? I think so. I mean, I might be making this up, Jim, but I this is all speculation. All right. Based on having a mouth and knowing everyone else I know having a mouth and seeing what their mouths have been capable of. Let's see if we can get Gene on to explain it at some point, you know? <laughs> I'm going to look into it soon. I'm going to starting human trials tonight with my kids. I'm going to have them stick their tongues out for as long as they can until they're, they dry out. They won't even be able to complain. They won't be able to complain. Can you, like, uh, tie a cherry stem together with your tongue? No, and I'm offended that you just asked me that in front of all these people. <laughs> I remember like in high school, it was Can you? Thing. I don't, I don't, I haven't tried it since high school. I imagine but I remember in high school, that was like the thing that was, uh, we had heard the rumor, you know, where'd you and, go to high school? Uh, Cinemax. <laughs> Sorry. Were you not thinking about <laughs> sex in high school? What were you? I was. Yeah, but it was, uh, Oh, you guys were all boys still, I, weren't I you? Was all boys Catholic okay. school. So. Well, that's good that you guys weren't like, Hey, can you, uh, can you tie this cherry stem together? <laughs> We weren't thinking about sex as much as some of the staff. <laughs> okay.
All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. JK. Um, no, but we weren't like doing bar tricks at lunch. We were a little bit more conservative. Conservative, I guess. What were you, what else were you guys doing? We do a little dice. Uh, we play a little <laughs> dice in homeroom. Uh, we learn how to make tattoos in home economics. Uh, just <laughs> prison tattoos. Flicking matches at each other. <laughs> that was a very real part of high school. The worst that I saw in high school, like in the school, probably the most deviant thing going on on a regular basis in school was dipping. Would probably be it. Ah, okay. A lot of, you ever dip? Once or twice. We would yeah, smoke on the track. That's right. <laughs> we like, would smoke in our teacher's face to tell them it's government property. <laughs> in the winter, we would smoke on the back half of the, like a wall of people. Like, it, I don't know. I mean, our teachers just did not give a shit because there's no way yeah. we couldn't know. There's like nine people standing in a circle. And, you know, we just walked the back half of the track and um, <laughs> on the track. Yeah. It's so great. Part of our workout. It's like going into the gym and just, just <laughs> right, right in the, just stare at somebody benching. Oh, man. Let me spot you. <laughs> no, there was stuff going on. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's high school, right? There are kids getting high smoking weed going into class and, but i'm talking about in the school during class you know mm-hmm. what was the worst you could get away with right dipping i would think so i wouldn't even know that that was happening during class people smoking in bathrooms getting caught all the time <laughs> that's the worst part. Sounds, I mean, it sounds like night so 1950s dude like i remember freshman year a kid went to jail for like three days and we don't even know if it was really jail you know what i mean it's probably and we don't even know if it was really three days but that was the rumor and uh, I remember someone first smoking. No, I don't know what it was. I think it was a fight or something. He was just the <laughs> biggest, baddest dude. He was already oh, yeah. like six five and ripped. I think he had prison tattoos in like seventh grade. <laughs> this guy. But I remember uh, someone asking him if, uh, like, just he was just telling us about like how cool he was and you know went to jail and stuff. And someone's like, "Wow, like if you had sex?" And his answer was, "Not in jail." <laughs> 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 which two years later when I figured out what the hell he was talking about was (laughs) hilarious. That's great. Where's this guy at now? No clue. Hopefully he's not listening to the podcast. Either dead or running a company. I bet. (laughs) What would, what would your life be without those people that you just knew in high school that were so much worse than you? (laughs) Like it always made you feel I'm not that, you know, but they were everywhere, right? Everyone knew someone that had like gotten arrested or. Oh yeah. Just hilarious. Oh yeah. Just this. <laughs> and they're, they're like legendary stories, like stories about like how someone got kicked out of high school. Like to get kicked out of our high school, you had a, you had to build like a pretty long. Like this list, was a four year commitment. Or just a couple incidents you could, you know. Our, our biology teacher was like announcing her pregnancy and she was going to be leaving the school year. And she was like, I'm having a baby. And some kid was like, do you find out who the father was? And oh it was, it was his last day. That was what? his last day. <laughs> there were, uh, no. they, they had an, they had enough of, uh, Raul. That was his first name. That was Raul's last day. Bye-bye Raul. We don't, <laughs> 
that that's piled on you there. My God, in my high school, uh, the teacher would have been like, not yet. Um, the DNA <laughs> tests aren't back yet. Thank you for asking. <laughs> we had to give our walkathon pledges out, like out loud. And like the minimum you had to give was $60. Like if you didn't go knocking on doors, you at least had to cough up 60 bucks for the Marist walkathon. That was what you. So Holy our shit. homeroom teacher was constantly battling. Uh, the kid who sat in front of me and his name was, uh, Mr. Lazier, who my buddy would always conveniently pronounce Mr. Loser. So <laughs> it was, it was a constant battle. Like I would tell him, Tom, Tommy, chill out. Like, dude, don't just stop. Like, stop. Like, you know, they're pushing it, but the, the walk. And he's like, Mr. Loser. Day, what do you mean? <laughs> when he was, he was going through the names like you know mchenry 60 dollars mcdowell 60 dollars me and 60 dollars and then they get to this guy mcdonough 69 <laughs> and the class just he kills everyone oh, loses it right well mr loser was not having it he was super pissed and was like you're paying and you're bringing in every dime <laughs> Well, fast forward to collection three weeks later. Tom didn't have Tom didn't have the 69. What happened to Tom? Is he hanging out with Raul now? <laughs> I mean, that was a major scandal. Yeah. Oh, it's too funny. Dude, I also forgot about the fact that at your high school, the uh, MC last name section of graduation had to take forever. Oh yeah, the MC that I think the uh our homers, our, the homers were alphabetical, and I think that we had like two M's because of the mix, all the mix. It's amazing. You act like I went to school in like Belfast, but it was kind of. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> it's not like it's not as bad as you would think. Well, you just did it. You just. I thought you were gonna like. I thought it was gonna be like two. No, you know? I know. I know. You were like McGann. <laughs> And I was like, like oh, shit, McDonough, is, uh, and then like sound. McKenna, <laughs> like Mick McGann. Be great of it. Mick O'Flaherty. Like, that's not even a real one. <laughs> and then we kicked out the kid whose name was Raul. <laughs> or like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Not, a long, not as long a leash. You know who the dad is? Get out of here. <laughs> how we are. How did you? <laughs> Tommy, 69. <laughs> All right, Tommy. <laughs> Good one. Stabs him in the calf. Hey, come on, Tommy. What are you doing? First of all, I'm bleeding. Second of all, it's pronounced Lazier. <laughs> yeah, he was our physics teacher, too. He was actually a good teacher. Yeah. Got me to learn physics. I remember him telling me this. Is this true? Like when you're driving a car, say you're going 80 miles an hour and you toss a tennis ball in the air and then the tennis ball, you don't like hit it. You don't run into it. It just goes up and comes down so that that tennis ball is also going 80 oh, miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, I guess so. So if anyone ever asks you how hard you can throw a ball. <laughs> 103 on the highway. <laughs> can you imagine like, man, I don't know. I'm tight. I was throwing like 80 on the way here. <laughs> Got out of the car and I'm just, my velocity's down. I felt Felt good on the way here. I don't know. 
I'm getting shelled. I hit 82 on that cop's <laughs> radar gun. <laughs> yeah. But that, that blew my mind hearing that. That's all I remember from physics. A lot yeah. of talk about like velocity and uh, other physics stuff. <laughs> I, well, I wasn't jumping in. I don't know either. <laughs> I should have paid attention in physics. Who stopped to think about all that stuff? Isaac Newton. Right. That's my guess. I don't know. I mean, do you ever think about how much you're, how, like, where do you fit on the intelligence scale? Like some, that someone can be that intelligent that they're like, oh, I'm going to figure all this out. And then we think that we're smart because why? (laughs) Because we do what? Pay our bills? Like a system that's been built for us to do everything. (laughs) on people who had way less. I mean, they had the technology we had who figured all this shit out, you know? Right. Like I mean, right now with the stuff. vaccine. Yeah. We're like smart people. Let's go. Fucking right. step up. We want to go out to dinner. Right. Meanwhile, Jonas Salk wasn't like getting $10 million grants. Like how did they yeah. test shit back then? Is he just like, well, I'm just going to keep trying these till one makes me feel better. I have no idea, but that's what we're hoping for. I was doing a, uh, or was it Sebastian on here on the podcast? But I heard him say the other day, like, what are, what happened to miracles? Like, are those still a thing? Like, <laughs> could we just get a miracle? That'd be nice. So are you following all the vaccine stuff? A little bit. I've kind of tapped out a lot of some stuff. I'm trying to, you know, I'll stay informed, but I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm staying away from some of the other stuff. Step back a little my, bit. My, my mental health. Oh, man. But if I follow helping? anything, it's that it's helping. You know what? I turned my Twitter mode from day into night mode. Mm-hmm. And I think I look at it less. Really? Like whatever mode you're in, maybe switch it and see if you could. Because uh, I was looking at that way too much. I mean, I, my kids were calling me out on a little bit. on like, you know, the phone, like, it's got to put this fucking phone down. Yeah. Because they're just all about screens, too. And we hand them to them to babysit, you know, cause we're, you know, you need some time. Like if I'm doing a zoom show, I'm handing screens out, like line oh, up. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Just give dad 30 minutes. I, um, yeah. yeah, man, I'll sit there and like, I, uh, got a notification the other day. It's like, you're down to nine hours and 48 minutes of screen time every day. I'm like, look at me go. Look <laughs> at me live in life. Right. An extra seven minutes a day, not in front of that screen <laughs> compared to last week. All right. Want to do some trivia? I think it's about that time. Let's dive in to some trivia. We didn't do trivia last week, as you may recall. And if we have new listeners, we like to do trivia on Fridays and have been throughout the lockdown pandemic months and then into the open months, into the semi-open, big open, some close, revolving door, the, the revolving door months. To the not sure anymore, to the, to the closed again. But like just a little bit to the, yeah, we're, um, we were doing two episodes a week, but I think we've, um, we're going to do, we're doing one episode a week moving forward. One episode. So we have plenty for you to revisit. These episodes, I believe are timeless. They're evergreen. Would you say gin evergreen? I would say so. We have an interview with Sebastian. We've only had two guests. We had an interview with Sebastian a few episodes back. We had um, another interview with someone else you can go discover. You will have no idea who it is. But it's, 
pleasantly surprising. And um, that was huge. Huge, big and bold, I would call it. Um, uh, episode seven was our other guest. So 39, I want to say, is Sebastian. Um, what number is this? 43? We're on 41. 41. 41. Um, what do you think of when you think of the number 41, Jim? Tom Seaver? 41, yeah. That's a great Brian, 41. Brian Piccolo? Oh, that's good. I would have known that. Wasn't there, a, didn't the Sox recently have a 41? You're thinking of Canerco and you're dyslexic. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know it was Canary. I thought his name started with an O. So apparently I am dyslexic. Um, I thought it was O'Kernick. That'd be great if that's how we found out. Frank Thomas, goal number 53. <laughs> what other 41s? Which was, uh, who was, who's the 41st president? Uh, who would that be? That would be, uh, would that be George H.W.? Yeah, 41, right? Would be 41, 41 and 43. Uh, well, there you go. Dirk Nowitzki. It's a big one. Oh, yeah. Well, this is our Dirk Nowitzki episode, our DW. Uh, but yes, for any new listeners, um, there's a few episodes that we get asked about a lot. 38, Big Day, is actually the Sebastian interview. Um, episode 7 is our other special guest. And um, the other one I get questions about all the time, Patrick. And we just actually had a review about it come in today from KJ in Elmhurst asking us, uh, said a longtime listener. Uh, uh. <laughs> Let me find this real quick. Um, but I had a question about uh, Hot Dog Jefferson. Oh, yeah. Uh, what are the specifics of Hot Dog Jefferson? Two pods to answer before this review goes to one star. Thank you, KJ from Elmhurst, for the threat. Uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists on the show, but I wanted to explain <laughs> this anyways. Um, Hot Dog Jefferson is a naming clue game that we came up with uh, years before this podcast started. I feel like it's something you were doing from, from kid on, right? Like you played this game a lot. Without it's the foundation name. of our friendship. Yeah, no, I used to, yeah, I used to do this with some buddies years ago, just random stuff. Just and make uh, up a, a nickname for somebody based on their name using clues. And we call it Hot Dog Jefferson because one of the first ones we ever did, we met, was uh, Frank Thomas. Goal number Frank, 53. Frank being Hot Dog Thomas Jefferson. It's very convoluted. It's confusing, but you get it. It's like you, it's don't, you don't have to explain it. Once you know it, you know it. Well, now we you're going to be like, oh, Dean Jabbar. It makes total sense as Paula Abdul. Now that you well, understand we, it. When we were with Bozeman and Gareth, they were like kind of skeptical. Gareth was a little more open. Bozeman was like, what, that, what is this? <laughs> and, then like 10 and, then, and then he was in. He was in. He liked it. He was getting them like really quick. All you have to do is get one and come up with one. Once you've gotten those two things out, you're hooked on the game. And hooked on the podcast more importantly but if you uh, want to learn more about that episode 20 we uh we debut it here on the program and uh episode 20 is called hot dog jefferson that's also when i forgot your birthday according to this uh so maybe don't listen to episode 20 oh is that when we uh started doing it? episode 20 we really grew into it how how we've matured through these months <laughs> through this one constant month we got to do an in-person soon, dude. I'd like that that's, very much. I think that's what we got to do. We owe that to ourselves and to, ourselves. and to our, uh, um, Brimley's. We owe that to our <laughs> Brimley's. Yeah. To our Pat McFans. <laughs> to the Hay Horses. <laughs> to our Jim Fanigans. <laughs> oh man. Don't say that again. I will never. <laughs> All right. Let's dive into trivial things. I'm going to ask you, um, a question. And what do you think happened on this day in 1945 
seismic event. Nothing funny about this, but maybe a feeling you've had on stage. I know I certainly have. Um, for, well, for sure. It's, uh, if it's a feeling we both had on stage, I'd have a feeling that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an atomic bomb. <laughs> um, I mean, why am I laughing? Which, it's so terrible. Which is something you felt on stage. And, um, <laughs> and it killed a lot of people, which is something I've felt on stage. So I'm going to go ahead and guess the atomic bomb. <laughs> That's something a smart, like a real smart comic would say. Did you bomb? <laughs> Atomically. Brutal day. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> was it both of them? Was it one of them? Was it the first one? Did they do them at the same time? They spread them out. It was uh, Hiroshima. Okay. Hiroshima. And then the, the second one, man. Nagasaki? Uh, yeah. But I love how we're going to turn this into an entertaining podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just joining the program, we like to make fun of historical <laughs> events. <laughs> I was going to ask you what the name of the airplane was, was actually going to be the question. And then we, uh, we veered into the, the serious waters for a second. I would not know the name of the airplane. Didn't they call them like, uh, I remember they, didn't they have nicknames for the, um, didn't they have nicknames for the bombs? Weren't they like fat man or fat boy and little man or something like that? Ren and Stimpy, I think. Ah, they I'm thinking of Jake and the Fat Man. Did they not call them Jake and the Fat Man? <laughs> they might have. I don't know. I think was it Big Bertha, or uh, I don't know what the, they were called. It was a Hey, Crockett. look out and get out of the way. <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. Am I making this up? I felt like there were nicknames for them. They were like they were known as like bombs in a way. No, there were names for them for sure. I think they just put one of your set lists on it and dropped it down there. <laughs> it was. Uh, just your headshot. <laughs> and they were like, eat this, McFanigans. Mc, <laughs> Mc, whatever. Yeah, the, uh, the airplane was called the Enola Gay. Ah, I've certainly heard of that. I never knew why. Enola is backwards alone. But I don't think, because I thought maybe that meant something. But what do you do with gay? Alone and gay. Um, Colonel Paul Tibbetts, the pilot, nicknamed the B-29 the Enola Gay after his mother. Hey, Mom, I'm going to go kill 500,000 people in a plane I named after you because I love you so much. Everyone's going to, when they think of death and atomic destruction, your name's going to be in the conversation. You know why? Because you raised a good son. Your baby boy loves you. Oh man, this is as, uncom as uncomfortable for me as loud music. <laughs> I want you to know that. Well, that was uh, that was nice to name it after his mom. In 1960, this legendary movie came out. It's a film that is used a ton in pop culture. And um, Easy Rider. No, good guess. 1960, very, man. Very acclaimed director and filmmaker. Really had his own genre. Director who had his own it's like Hitchcock? Would it be The Birds? It is a Hitchcock film. My next clue was going to say often appeared in his films in some uh, cameo. But I do not think he was in this one at all. If it wasn't The Birds? Anthony Perkins, Chocolate Syrup, Shower, Janet Lee. <laughs> do you think more of these words are going to help? Psycho. Oh. Psycho. I didn't realize that was a Hitchcock. Yeah, well, maybe it isn't. Huh, no, it isn't. It is. It is. Ah, you should have said Vince Vaughn remake. Oh, well, that would have given it away <laughs> immediately. That is a, uh, didn't they make a show out of it too recently? 
they did everything with that thing. Yeah. They branded the hell out. I think I saw that they made like a ton of movies, two, three, and then the return and always Anthony, Anthony Perkins. Did you, um, did you watch it as a kid? My aunt would show us movies uh, that she probably shouldn't have showed us. <laughs> and that was yeah, one of cool them. I like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We, we would dive in. I'd be uh, like having nightmares. But yeah, Psycho was definitely one of them. Yeah, it's I've a tough movie for a kid, though, because it's a lot of not a lot happening, you know? But it's, uh, yeah, it's something else, that movie. That's and something these, you should check out, dude. I will. These, uh, just these stills of it are creepy as hell. Man, and yeah. did he, like, did he do anything else after that? Because uh, it's pretty easy to get typecast as this creep. You know what? He was in a movie um, that I have heard a lot about, but I haven't, I haven't seen. I've seen parts of it that's right up our alley, actually. He was in um, Fear Strikes Out. Oh, yeah? He, about Jimmy Pearsall. Uh-huh. And Jimmy Pearsall, people don't know, was a, uh, a baseball player, and he had like this mental health stuff. And then he ended up being a White Sox a broadcaster. And it was Jimmy Pearsall and Harry Carey that were the team. And that really put Harry, Harry Carey on the map in Chicago. He didn't come from St. Louis to the Cubs. He came to the White Sox. The White Sox brought him here. And then Reinsdorf didn't like him. He kind of got pushed out. Right. But him and Jimmy Pearsall were like a comedy team. People loved them. Some people did not like them at all, but they were funny. I've gone back and listened to some of the, the telecast stuff. I mean, they would just, they'd rip on the players, the team, like they would just, say whatever and he uh pearsall like lived in my neighborhood up until uh he passed in like 2017 yeah like he'd sign baseballs for people and stuff and a lot of them were like who's this guy really that's great I mean, he was so but yeah he used to uh yeah he used to just hang out in the neighborhood yeah by all accounts like, just the nicest dude too i think when he hit his 100th home run he ran the bases backwards why which i i thought like when I heard this as a kid, I, I, I always pictured him running backwards, but he ran the third base. I don't know why um, I guessed that. Yeah. Which is dumber. <laughs> like, no, it makes not. more sense. No, I bet it's, I bet it depends on how your brain works. It's like one of those uh, sweater color questions. Um, I'll describe Jimmy Pearsall's Homer and you, and you draw it. Why did he do this? So I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that he did this. Why did he run uh, the wrong way? And is it is he out at that? Because he was Jimmy. Because he was Jimmy Pearsall. He was crazy. There's got to be some other like legendary stories right in there. I can't think of them right now. But I remember watching a game, um, and they're like, "Tonight's game is broadcast in 87 different countries." And Jimmy Pearsall's just like, "Hello, 87 different countries." <laughs> like just stupid shit like that. Like he would say like. Uh, there he is sliding in with a stand-up double. It's a great line. That's amazing. Yeah. He had uh, the White Sox one opening day, and he's like, the Chicago White Sox of these two teams, the only chance to go undefeated. <laughs> Just made it fun, you know? Sure. Dude, I want to read the book now. All right. Got you hooked on. Let's see what happens with some trivia. I love this. In Fear Strikes Out, Pearsall wrote, probably the best thing that ever happened to me was going nuts. Whoever heard of Jimmy Pearsall till that happened? That's great, man. That's a dude who That's ran like Dennis, with it. Dennis Rodman school. Yeah, right. Like 
if you see that, like, you know, when you see this, uh, where it's all gone, sports and entertainment, a lot of the threads starts with guys like him that sure. were so like, you know, nonconformist. I I'm still, I'm confounded by this, uh, running backwards. It's like, did he, did he get called out for that? I don't know. I think you're very distracted by it. We got to move on. I think they made it. I changed the rule. I think they changed the rule that you would be out if you ever did that. You're right. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. We got to get on to more death (laughs) and destruction. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. Because, uh, and this date, and this date, 1962, this legendary actress passed away, was lost for the ages, lost to the ages. Try and think of nice ways to say someone died. Because in 1962, this one flew with the angels. <laughs> Ceased living. <laughs> um, 1962, was she known for serious roles? Um, this is what my dad would say. In 1962, she died of shortness of breath. <laughs> Whenever someone famous died, I would always bother them with like, how did he die? How did they die? Who died? How? Stop breathing. How? And my dad would always just say shortness of breath. I mean, it's accurate. <laughs> so King at giving an answer that didn't answer the question. That's <laughs> the most dad thing you can do. Left <laughs> you satisfied. My kids don't, they're never, they're, that's not enough for them. Like I've tried with like, it's a definite maybe. <laughs> my dad would always drop that on me and I would be pleased with that. They mm-hmm. don't, what does that mean? <laughs> What is it? I don't... It means I'm kicking this down the road as long as I can. All right. All right. This one kicked it down the road in 1962. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my question stands. Is she known for serious roles? Was she a comedic actress? Is she movies? She is TV? just the most known. She's just one of the most famous people in America. Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Nice well, job. This actress leaves it <laughs> nice pretty <job>. open. <laughs> By that description, an actress who died could have been her. I thought you were going to ask some questions. I was going to lead you. I, I'm sorry. I, That's what I, I was should. doing. And then you, <laughs> I, I should have done that. And you got mad at me. She's really famous. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me questions. I just did. I just didn't want to get into it because we had I talked so it. much about the other stuff. I got it. I got you. Have you ever learned a lot about her? A little bit. Not a ton. She was so young. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny when she? you get to the other side of these legends? Like someone like that, you never think about being an age. Yeah. And when you're younger, you don't even think that they're real. I mean, you still almost feel that way. Right. Not like an actual person. But like, yeah, young. It goes back to what we talked about before. People born the same year. 1929 that'd be like you think of them from different eras entirely oh yeah all born in the same year 1929 we talked about this before i don't think i ever actually gave the uh the correct stat though 1929 martin luther king jr barbara walters and Anne frank were all born that year wow that's fascinating Isn't that crazy but you don't think of them from the same time period so someone like monroe just before i was born i mean my other guess was lucille ball that's why i wanted to know if this person had done like serious roles or not I have no idea when Lucy died. Dude, by the way, Lucille Ball is uh, was in here for something today. She died, um, I think, this week as well. 1989, she died. Really? Lucille Ball. 1989? Yep. Holy Can you believe shit. that? 
I was eight. I had no idea she was still with us that long. I didn't know she was around then. Yeah, I kind of remember her still. There were like the the jokes when she died. Wow. I love basket. I could do a hot dog Jefferson for Lucy without using something Lucille Ball related. I've done the Lucille Ball comedy fest. Oh yeah. Sometimes in her hometown. They really embrace her there. It's it's really cool. I went to uh they had a studio there, like a, a replica full size of the the set where they shot I Love Lucy. They show you how they did it. It's almost like some of the stuff is the original. It's pretty cool. It's like this one show. All those episodes. And they shot in other places, but the majority of the stuff is in that that room, that set. And they play, they, you know, they have the museum and the episodes are running and um, it's pretty cool. That's badass, man. That woman, it, it, just so funny. So funny. Very physical. Without words half the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And just willing to put herself out there. You know what I mean? Like make herself the butt of anything for it to work. And the influence of shows that followed. Oh, yeah. You know? Where is that now? Where, where does the studio comedy exist now? I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm wrapping up the middle. That's a great show. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people respond to that right now. But um, what's, what's the new way to consume a show like that? Or does it have to be shot like modern family at least modern family or does it even have to be even more real there's like those shows don't even hardly exist anymore that's the crazy thing because the office i feel like changed all that right like i mean something changed to i wouldn't call the office the uh the start of like the single camera shoots but the office added single camera with the whole uh interview aspect of it like breaking the wall kind of yeah you know, like a, like a fake reality show where they're talking yeah. to you about the experience while it's happening. So I feel like uh, that's, yeah, I think that's kind of the, the thing that everyone's chasing now. But I don't even, I mean, I can't get into any of those laugh track shows anymore. Not the new ones. Yeah. The middle doesn't Big have Bang a laugh theory. track. No, middle's great. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, the laugh track shows and it's almost, Josephine asked me that the other day. She was like, uh, I was talking about a show. She's like, is that a show where they have like the ha 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 ha? <laughs> but like that's like a black and white show to me so like it's much. a differentiator of like it's old school you know it's mm-hmm. a little bit different that's funny yeah. you have the ha 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 <laughs> coach was filmed in front of a live ha 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 <laughs> yeah they always brag about that too that was like made it more authentic they were getting oh, yeah. real laughs like family ties i can like hear that laugh track it was the same no matter what yeah yeah. Like a couple, like that one guy, I remember his laugh like really stood out. I wonder who those people are who have like the legendary laugh track. You think they're getting paid for that? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe documentary somewhere on those people. <laughs> you might know this guy. You're like at first uh, they had to tickle me to get that out. But after a while, I really learned how to harness it. <laughs> Just became natural. <laughs> All right. Here's a birth date um, this week as well. This guy is a uh, still with us actor, been in films since as long as I've been around before me. He's been uh, in movies since he was a kid, basically, or I would say young adult. One of them is legendary and about a young man transitioning in life to a new phase after uh, finishing college. 
I'll hot dog Jefferson. See if you can get this with uh, wiping Felicity. <laughs> I think it's Felicity Huffman. It is, but, but it brought it brought you. Justin back. Hoffman <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, uh, wiping estates, cleaning estates. That's a ter- <laughs> wiping estates is amazing. <laughs> Wiping estates. Wiping estates. Oh, I man. just thought Felicity is going to bring you right. To, it's going to confuse you, but you got to just believe it. You nailed it. It's perfect. That's how Hot Dog Thank Jefferson you. works. You have to believe in Hot Dog Jefferson. Thanks for trusting me. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Um, this woman has a birthday this week. I think she's under the underappreciated. Rosie Perez. I, uh, <laughs> no, but, but she she does deserve appreciation. That's Rosie. Right. Do the right thing. Oh Thank my gosh. gosh. You ever watch that with your friend? <laughs> I didn't know this happened. <laughs> I only saw it on TNT. Oh, I'd like to apologize to Lori's parents one more time. <laughs> and TNT, he just drops off the pizza. He doesn't cool her down. <laughs> I didn't know about the ice. <laughs> All right. So this woman, um, she was born in 1952. All right. She is not in um, movie or TV or film. She's been in a movie. She's part of a, like a duo, but a big, like it's, there's a team, but it, it might be her with this guy. She's more known as being a part of his show. So she's a second banana. Vanna White? You know, in, in a sense. Um, no, you said no TV. Not TV, not film, not television. Or so TV, like like a, like a Donnie and Marie type of. No, they're not an entertaining du- entertainment duo like that. They um, they have a show. He has a show, and I could. Uh, but it's not a TV show. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll hot dog it. Ventura shakes. Ventura shakes. So Robin, I can't get the shakes. Shivers. Robin Quivers of the Howard Stern Show. Correct. Oh man, sixty Robin years Quivers. old. How one long have they been together? The uh, one, a long time, man. I think one of the most uh, great bits in comedy is Robin reading the news and Howard, and them commenting on it. I've always always loved that. I used to, when I was in sales, listen to that show. And just like, I couldn't get out of the car when they would be doing the news and talking current events and listening to celebrities. Yeah, they were fantastic. 68 years old. Yep, 68. This guy was born in 1961. I don't think he's, he's also not like the main guy for how he's known, but this guy should be made fun of more for having this name. And that, trickle. The, the fact that he has all of us playing along and calling him this, I'm actually sick of it. And now that I know his real name, because I didn't prior to today, I'm not calling him anything other than his real name. What's his real name? His real name is Dave Evans. Great question. Dave Evans wants you to think that he's a little cooler than he is, but he is very cool. All right. I don't want to sound like a complete jerk here. And I love the band that he's a part of. They're legendary. They've been around my whole life. Not as long as wiping the states, but he's, they've been around. And did you get the movie I was talking about too? With Robin? No. With Dustin? Oh, The Graduate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, solid. The movie Robin, she's in... Uh, she in Private Parts? Yeah. Was she playing herself or they do like a cameo? No, she plays Gary Dalabate. <laughs> With Baba Booey <laughs> as Robin. <laughs> and she plays... Um, What's his sidekick? That's been, he's also been with them forever. The, uh, um, um, Jackie the Joke Man Martling. I'm trying to think of who. No, I was I was listening during the Jackie days. You know, he's real. He's his his dude. He does all the sound stuff. Fred Norris. Fred Norris. Yes. God. All right. Um, the end of the cliff. Keith Ledger. Nope. <laughs> like the, the, he doesn't have a name. He's a, he has this like nickname. Okay, I wait a minute. He's, the end he plays of, plays guitar. He's in a band. He's how old? Sixty ish. Yep. Plays and, guitar. And Irish. Ireland. Bono. And then who's his sidekick? The, oh, the Edge. <laughs> <laughs> the Edge. Why do we call him that? Ugh. I've had enough. It's pretty ridiculous. How like how do you meet him? Oh. Hi, I the bet. edge. The do his buddies call him the. I bet you that guy hates the middle. <laughs> That's not a show you guys would watch together. Hey, edge. Hey, the edge. You want to watch the middle? <laughs> Hello, is the edge there? <laughs> Can I speak to the edge? At this point, what isn't he just edge? Edge, I would but, guess. But no. Anyway, it's his birthday. Sixteen and years old. Another legendary. Uh, no longer with us, but what a body of work this woman has had. Has I mean, we could go on with this one. She was huge when I was in grammar school. When I was in fourth grade, everybody there were like three acts that did her hit song of the year in the talent show about wondering if if your love is returned. She had a ton of great hits. One of her songs is uh, using. Terrific comedy piece in Coming to America by Sexual Chocolate. Let Your Soul Glow? No, it's a song that they sing at the concert that is uh, mocked in, or not mocked, but, you know, in Baby Blue, the video with Action Bronson. Do you know the song that they sing? No, why don't I not remember that in the video? I know they, they do the they, McDowell's and they do like the whole... Uh... When he brings them out, he says, come on, put your hands together for Sexual Chocolate. chocolate. And they sing, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> Teach them well and let them lead the way. Is that a- Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. <laughs> make it easier. Yes. Oh, the man. greatest love of all. I, you, can't, you can't volley back with some Whitney Houston songs. I mean, the bodyguard, the I Will Always Love You. How Will I Know was the song when I was a kid. That was a great jam. That was a little more upbeat. Yeah, that was uh, that was huge. She's had a didn't they just redo Higher Love? Oh man, Did, what a tragic story that is. She was incredible. She was every woman. <laughs> you kidding me? Two hundred million records sold worldwide. Yeah, unbelievable. I remember our eighth grade graduation video from from grammar school had like the uh, one moment in time. Looking back at pictures of us and Hot Dog Day. <laughs> You oh said my dedicated gosh. to Frank Thomas? What about Frank Thomas? You dated him? No, you said during Hot Dog Day. You said you guys had a day dedicated to Frank Thomas? <laughs> oh, a day. I thought you said dated. Oh, no. Didn't we almost have it all? We did, Whitney. Like, soundtrack of our lives, good. That woman, every song she did should have been in a movie. You know what You're I mean? Right. 
every hit of hers, like I, most of them I'm sure were in different movies, but every one of them has that feel of like, this is special. This is a big moment. You think she gets her due? I don't. I think because of the tragic ending for uh, her and Bobby and, and Bobby Christina. Yeah, that, that whole thing unraveled, huh? Real quick. That's a, a documentary. Was it a documentary? Oh, yeah, man. A, a movie about that. Yeah, that's there was sad. A, just sad. There was like a Bobby and there were like a couple of Bobby and Whitney movies, right? Yeah. And once she re, she was related to Dionne Warwick, right? I think she was like a like a niece or something. Yeah, she had a uh, meteoric rise. And I can just remember her singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Like she was just a part of like my childhood. Like there's Whitney Houston. Yeah, she's she was it. Yeah, man, she was, uh, I mean, everything she did during that era just hit. And it was, um, it wasn't my, you know, it wasn't music I was seeking out to find, but every song of hers is fantastic. She should be on the playlist. We oh, could, yeah. Uh, we can toss up Whitney a, uh, on that playlist real quick. Something upbeat. Yeah, which one would you go with? I kind of like How Do You Know. I'll get you running. <laughs> Dude. I'll get you moving. <laughs> How will I know? No, that's not the workout song. <laughs> it's it better than be uh, like... it's better than like uh, <laughs> the bodyguard song. <laughs> yeah, it is. Maybe Higher Love or something. Or was she the original of Higher Love? How would you hot dog her name? Um, Cummings. We have a problem. <laughs> Cummings. We have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. I think I would have gone. Uh, Eli Dallas. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's a solid cotton gin reference too. I like that. <laughs> um, I want to dance with somebody. That could be a uh, that could be on a playlist. It's upbeat enough. Oh God, I know. I'm cringing though. I know. <laughs> I mean, what are we supposed to find? The greatest love of all? I mean, what are you? <laughs> Where do broken hearts go? Right after flexing by the shop boys? Is that what we're going to do? <laughs> we'll have to figure it out. Maybe she's not made for our list. There's, she is. there's she's something all, upbeat She's enough. awesome. There's something upbeat enough. We'll be getting some we're, updates on that next week, though. Uh, we're working on getting the playlist up, and uh, we're going to be adding a bunch more songs next week. We want more suggestions. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Someone reached out who uh, I think it's the person who suggested the shop boys. Um, that, that song flexing that I made fun of. Oh um, yeah. Did you see that? No. Um, posted the link of our episode with the timestamp and, uh, she just wrote on there. It just feels good to be heard. <laughs> I ripped the song. <laughs> just glad to be heard. I ripped the song. It's terrible in a great way. And it's definitely on the podcast on the uh, playlist. Now that's awesome. Now she's heard and seen. Look at that. See, that's how we interact. We hear and see. That's how we hang with our Brimleys. That's such a show weird it up, way. show it up, throw it up <laughs> to uh, the Brimleys with our oats. Yeah, man. All right, should we wrap it up? Should we uh, wish good. everyone a great weekend? And we're gonna um, be back at them next week for sure. We will. Uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Um, probably going to be a little bit different formatting since we're going to uh once a week for now and we'll still i'd imagine put out special episodes every now and again we'll still definitely do some here and there special episodes what if we have a special alert update on the vaccine 
Um, special episode next week opioids the opioid (laughs) epidemic please join us for a very special episode where we talk about muting commercials um i will say we do have a few other reviews on the way out here that i want to mention um kj from elmhurst i I think i mentioned that one what are the specifics of uh hot dog jefferson we still appreciate the review thank you kj queen bee's about the special loved it watched it twice C.S. Shytown, Pat is great as I expected. Who's the other guy? I'm Thank Jim. Uh, the sound quality leaves something to be desired. Hey, I hear you, man. Uh, it looks a little echoey in the car. We are trying to get back to live in-person episodes soon. Uh, Pat has uh, some very nice microphones that unfortunately we can't really use right now, but uh, we should be back to that very soon. We appreciate the review. And uh, yeah, you're right. Thank you for thank you for bearing with us on the sound we will have better sound soon but will we be as good we've gotten so accustomed to talking in my in my car i'm gonna miss my car i'm gonna bring my car into the house i think you should yeah man looking you in the eye again is gonna be weird it's gonna be strange person yeah it'll be odd be back back in the office together be weird to go through episodes (laughs) without a turn (laughs) i miss going to showing up at work and see me there Sarah always calls you my work husband. Is that what she says? <laughs> no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I hate when people say that. I was about to quit the podcast. I wonder if people are missing their work husbands at all. <laughs> to everyone that uh, has used that phrase, please stop. My work husband. This my work hubby. Like, oh, another guy that can't stand you? This week, reach out to your work husbands, everyone. <laughs> Make sure they're okay. It's work husband week. Do a check-in. Can you imagine getting that? How scary would scary would you be? Subject, email, subject, work husband. Work husband. <laughs> <laughs> you open it up. I miss you. Miss miss walking around the office with you. I used to say I spent more time with you than my family, and I can't anymore, and it feels weird. Is there like a ceremony to become work husband and work wife? <laughs> I long for your presence. I launched for shuffling papers and you're nearby. <laughs> you're like, uh, Janet from Accounting and I just uh, got work gauge. <laughs> ceremony in the Beaster on Monday. Hey, do you see the new guy in accounting? I think he could be my work husband. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I do feel for people that miss that office environment. I like a great office environment. There's some good ones sure I've, I've been part of some, some really solid ones oh yeah man but then but just living in a TV man. show Reem yeah yeah for sure for sure man alright let's uh get the music going if it isn't already Woo. we're gonna nail it one of these days <laughs> let's intentionally be way off this time okay I guess I'm gonna go I love it alright man have All a right, good thanks, week everybody. everybody we'll see you next week bye, bye Jim